The text this morning will be Luke chapter 5, verse 11. We will reread verse 11 that already read this morning. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. Peter, James, and John here had been associated with Jesus already, but they had not fully surrendered uh, to their lives to the will of God. But this day, something changed. After hearing Jesus teach uh, the word of God, and the scripture tells us that he taught with authority, not like the scribes. And after they witnessed this miracle themselves here at Jesus' instructions, they launched out and found more fish than they could handle in their boat and in their partner's boat. And it says that it left them astonished. And when they brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed Jesus. The word forsook, the original Greek word that translated as forsook in the King James, could be translated and is actually, you could do a, a rich Bible study, just look at this word, the original word that here is translated as forsook. And it, sometimes you'll see it translated in the, in the New Testament as left or let go. So they left all, they let go of everything. They laid aside everything. They abandoned or renounced all. They gave up all. They turned away from everything. The beauty of this, uh, like I said, this is so rich. And when you study and you follow this word through, even in, in the Lord's Prayer, uh, when, when we're to pray uh, uh, that, that uh, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, the word forgive is actually, the, it's the same word as forsake. Or let go of our sins or our, our debts as we let go of our debtors. And it also is translated as let it be. Have you ever told God, I will do anything you want me to do? I'm willing to forsake all. If you are saved, whether you said those words or not, your heart, in your heart, you, you bowed your will to God. And you said, I'm willing to let you be God in my life. I'm willing to forsake all and follow you. And if you have told the Lord that at some point, that I'm willing to forsake all, I guess we could ask, is your life still, uh, are you still living your life in a way uh, that, that everything still is fully surrendered to God, fully consecrated or living a life of total abandon for the Lord? About three, no, three weeks ago exactly on 
February 12th, Sunday, February 12th, an emergency evacuation was ordered for nearly 200,000 people near the America's highest uh, dam located in Oroville, California. If I'd be permitted, I'll report of an article published in the Sacramento Bee, which read like this. Thousands of North Sacramento Valley residents will never forget that last Sunday night, this was written about a week later, it was the night they got stuck in the scariest traffic jam they ever know, had ever known. It began with a shock, a 4.21 p.m. sheriff's alert that the emergency spillway at Oroville Dam was crumbling and could fall within an hour. Residents of Oroville, Marysville, Yuba City, and other areas near Feather River were ordered to flee with the admonition, this is not a drill, this is not a drill, this is not a drill. Other news articles reveal that about 200,000 people were asked or ordered to forsake all, all their belongings, and leave for higher ground as soon as possible. The worst case scenario, they fear that within an hour, the flood, the worst case scenario they were fearing would have been a hundred feet deep flood that could stretch 40 miles. And these residents believed the sheriff's uh, warning and took action. They made a decision. My life is worth more than my stuff. There may have been a lot of emotions, but, but they made a decision because they believed the warning. The decision that the, the disciples made to forsake all and follow Jesus was not based on a flash of emotion. Though there would have been emotion there, perhaps. But it was an act of faith. They believed on this day they were persuaded, they were convinced that this indeed is the Messiah, the Christ. They had heard uh, uh, from John the Baptist or from their, uh, uh, and Andrew was one of the, the disciples that John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God. There He is, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. They had heard that this was the Son of God. They heard Him teach. But on this day, they were astonished when they saw this miracle. They heard Him teach. And they were convinced this indeed is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And they left their nets, they left their boat, they left everything. And they followed Jesus. Well, God is still calling men today, humanity, to forsake all and follow Him. And we are not talking about, or the Bible doesn't necessarily call us to forsake all in the physical sense. Though we know there are, uh, have been many throughout the years that have uh, been taken away from their home, um, uh, uh, suffered for, for the gospel's sake, even separated, isolated from their families. But but this is speaking of, to forsake all, it, 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 it speaks of 
a condition of the heart that in our hearts we will lay aside. Remember, one of the ways we can translate the, the original word for forsake is to lay aside. That in our hearts we will lay aside everything and follow Jesus. We need to lay aside everything to be able to place God in that place of preeminence when He is above all in our lives. To place Him above everything and everyone. A good example of this is found in Genesis 2.24. We read, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. This is the Hebrew word, that's the Hebrew form of the same word, to leave all. And here, it speaks of a man, but couples that are, are counseled to be married, they're engaged to be married, they're, they're counseled and instructed that in order for, for cleaving to take place, that bonding that God intends to take place between a husband and a wife, a man must leave or forsake, or lay aside his father and mother. There, as much as possible, it's nice when a new couple do move out. <laughs> when they get married, they leave their father and mother, but that may not financially be always possible. There's different cultures where that maybe is not always possible. But, and you, you'll hear this in a marriage ceremony, that, that a, a husband and wife uh, or a bride and groom, there's a, once they're married, there's a circle drawn around them and everybody else is on the outside, right? Well, when, it's, when we consider what, what the, Jesus is calling us to do is to forsake all. In a sense, is God wants to be in a circle with us and everybody else on the outside. He wants to be first. In order for that intimacy to take place that God desires with us, the union, that the oneness that God desires to have with humanity. God never intended for man to worship Him from afar. We're made nigh by the blood of Jesus. We read in the text this morning that Peter, when he realized this indeed was the Son of God, he, 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 he fell to, to Jesus' knees and he said, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man. The Old Testament, they were taught that no man can see God in His full fullness. And live, and and and, and there even the 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 holy mountain when when God God gave Moses the law, the the Hebrew children were taught were told stay away from the mountain. If you touch it, you'll die. But that wasn't because God wanted people to stay away from Him. No, but He was trying to teach us teach humanity that we must approach Him with, with with reverence, with godly fear. But ultimately, God desires, and as Jesus told the woman at the well, the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshiper shall worship Him in spirit and in truth. The Father seeketh such to worship Him. God desires for humanity to worship Him in the very depths of your soul. So when the disciples forsook all, they did more than just physically leave all. They abandoned everything and they said, I want Jesus more than anything. I've thought about the treasure that we're blessed with and the heritage in this church. The history. I think about a, a family that, in the physical sense, in this world, 
uh, families will sacrifice so much to build the business. And then they pass it on to their children. And sometimes the children inherit all that money. And what does it do? It spoils them or corrupts them. But I thought, spiritually speaking, we can inherit a wonderful treasure. The treasures of heaven. The gospel on a silver platter. We... It was mentioned this weekend to the young people that uh, the, those go- the gospel pioneers, you can read about the testimonies where they forsook all, they, they sacrificed all to be with God's people, to be part of this. Well, those coming in the next generation and in this generation, the gospel still comes at the same price, doesn't it? We can't get it, obtain it at a cheaper price per se. It still costs all. Everything must still be under the blood. We must forsake all and place them in that place of preeminence in our lives. May God help us. Our desire, our prayers. God help me to see Jesus. To see the gospel, to get a vision of the gospel. Uh, 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 Jesus told them from now on, you'll catch men. You'll be a fisher of men, Peter. May God help us to get a vision of Jesus that will cause us to eagerly let go of everything else. And follow him. We thank God for the call to forsake all. In Isaiah 55, verse 7, it says, Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return it to the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. The first call is to forsake all of your sins. Turn away. Abandon. Abandon it all. Let it turn away completely. We have to come to a place. Those of us that have tasted of this great salvation have been saved. We have to come to a place where we say, I'm sick of this life without God. Sin separates man from God and I'm sick of it. And we have to abandon it and turn completely to Jesus Christ. And the beauty of our loving God is He will abundantly pardon you. No one can go too far from God. That God will not, there's no sin that's too great for God to abundantly pardon if we turn to Him. God calls us to forsake our expectations of ourselves and of God in order for Him to be God in our lives. Remember Naaman? Naaman had a condition, needed healing, but he had expectations. How he should be treated and how God was going to do this. But uh, thankfully, he had some people around him that convinced him to just humble himself and do what the prophet said. And because he let go of his own expectations and, and, and just uh, humbled himself and, and, and dipped into the Jordan River seven times, he found healing. God calls us. To let go of our own expectation for our own lives. Oswald Chambers said, If you seek great things for yourself, you put a barrier to God's use for you. As long as you have a personal interest in your own character or any set of ambition, you cannot get through into 
identification with God's interest. You can only get there by losing forever any idea of yourself and by letting God take you into his purpose for this world. Abandon your own expectation of yourself and then God can use you. See, we put limitations on God when we say, God, you have to do this way. So to forsake all means to abandon our own expectations. Jesus called us to let go of our doubts. When Jairus came to Jesus, desperately asking for, for help, his daughter was dying. Jesus answers the call and begins to walk to Jairus' house. But on the way, the word comes that Jairus' daughter was dead. But Jesus says to Jairus that day, be not afraid, only believe. It's not too late with Jesus. Throw away the doubt. Let go of the doubt. Let go of your own reasoning. It's not too late for Jesus. Only believe. We are called to forsake all. And that includes letting go of our own conditions that we put on God or stipulations. In Matthew 8, we read, A certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus saith unto him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath nowhere to lay his head. He went, Jesus wanted to let this man know, Hey, if you're going to follow me, foxes have holes. I, I, I don't even have a place to lay my head. If you're going to follow him, it's gonna, uh, you need to have a right expectation or understanding of, of what, what God is asking. He doesn't promise a bed of roses or, a, uh, he does, the Son of Man didn't have a pillow to uh, lay his head on. It may not be comfortable, but he'll take you to heaven. This is not heaven. We're going there. Another disciple in the same chapter, chapter 8 of Matthew, said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said unto him, follow me and let the dead bury the dead. Sometimes we have great intentions. Yes, I will forsake all. I just need to do one more thing. I'm going to follow you, Lord, but just let me first... I have this really legitimate thing I must take care of first. I need to go bury my father. And, and Jesus said, no, there's no let me first. Today, he calls us to let go of our stipulations. To forsake all means to let go of our own restrictions or conditions we put on God. Just follow me. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. Yes, there will be sacrifices, but the blessings, uh, well, you can't outgive God. In one place, Peter reminds Jesus, he said, Lo, we've left all. As if Jesus didn't know. <laughs> and Jesus tells him that there's no man that's left all. And he goes on and lists father and mother uh, that will not receive more in this life and life eternal. God, you can't outgive God. I, 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 in my life, I had to forsake my sins. I was twelve years old. How could a twelve-year-old 
tell God, I will serve you for the rest of my life. I can't wrap my mind around that today, that a prayer like that could take me for the rest of my life. I meant it in a simple way. And God took that and he worked with that. He's still working with that. I have to let go of control. God calls to let go of control for our own lives. Let him dictate, lead us. We're to follow. He's the leader. We're the followers. I had to give up my rights. Things that I was entitled to. There are times where we feel we are right. And we might be. And, And the Lord says, forsake your rights for the kingdom of God's sake. The Lord asked me to let go of my ways or my ideas or my thoughts because His ways and His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We're limited in our reasoning, but His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. The Lord asked me to forsake or let go of my comfort zone. The first time I testified in church, Man, I was terrified. But God gave me the grace. Public speaking, they say it's the, the number one fear in America. I attempted to tell God, uh, 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 give him really good reasons why I, uh, I shouldn't be even considered for something like that. And the Lord reminded me, who made your mouth? Like you did to Moses. The Lord asked me to let go of my pride. There were some restitutions that I needed to make. And they were embarrassing to write some letters, make some phone calls. But when I did, oh, the joy, the peace, the intimacy that I experienced, the nearness of God, You want God to come close? Let go. Make room for Him in your heart. Get it all under the blood. We can ask today, have you forsaken all? We have an opportunity to pray. We always close these meetings with prayer. And, um, These simple pieces of wood, these altars, are designed, they're holy because they're consecrated. They're set apart for a holy purpose that we would kneel uh, and meet God there. You can meet God in your pew. Absolutely. God is right there. But but there's a just a blessing about coming around for one, even a public declaration, declaration to say, I need God. Or I'm ready to let go of everything and head for a higher ground. It's worth it to me to let go of everything. I must let go of everything and head for a higher ground. Today, we're going to have a time to pray. We're going to sing 596 as we do. Let go and let God be God in your life. Abandon all. Let God be in control. 
Forsake all. And you'll see the treasures of heaven. The blessings of God come really near. So near. Right inside of you. The Lord will fill you with this Holy Spirit tonight. Today. As we abandon all.